This is a Chronicle podcast, bringing you ideas in the service of medicine. From the Chronicle podcast system, this is the NPC podcast of the National Pharmaceutical Congress for November 8, 2023. The NPC podcast is where we discuss and consider the pharma industry's purpose, process and people, and today, we'll continue the healthcare conversation. This program is presented in cooperation with Impress, Canada's next-generation commercial partner. The industry is rapidly evolving, and Impress is designed to help you evolve with it. Learn more about Impress tailored best-in-class solutions at www.impress.com. Our guest today is Dave Kahn, Senior Director of Business Development at Inizio Engage. Dave will speak with your hosts, Jim, Mark, and Mitch. So let's start today's conversation. Here's Mitch Shannon, CEO of Chronicle Companies. Welcome back to the NPC podcast from the National Pharmaceutical Congress. I'm your co-host, Mitch Shannon, back again in our podcast gondola high atop Pill Hill, overlooking the famous intersection of Lipitor Lane and the Ben Perry Causeway. We're back in the gondola, gathered around the hot stove, and I'm wondering exactly where the year 2023 went, along with our co-host, Mr. Mark McElwain, the pharma industry consultant, health policy expert, and canny observer of the passing seasons. Mark, help us out here. Tell us, Mark, where exactly did the year go? Man, Mitch, that's pretty philosophical. It is, it is. I guess it's what we think about, though, when we're doing something as mind-knowing as raking the leaves. So where did the summer go? I have no idea. But when the seasons change as quickly as they have this week, it is one of those times that we can feel happy about living in good old Canada, where at least we have four seasons we can tell apart. Happy, happy, happy. Another charter member of our Happy Hot Stove Club is James Shea, the general manager at the Council for Continuing Pharmaceutical Education in Montreal. So, Jim, with the year end coming, it's getting close to Grey Cup time once again. Are we looking at an Argos Al's semifinal? Yeah, well, uh, forgive me as I take off my park and boots right now. The, the hot stove is actually working out. And in Montreal at this point, I am getting snow. But, you know, I'm actually... And I hate to say it, Mitch, but I'm looking forward to the Alouettes Blue Bombers as a final. So, but that's be only because I haven't taken up my soothsayer's hat yet. It's still a bit chilly in here. Al's Blue Bombers. Maybe, maybe it's possible. Anything's possible. So let's see, we've talked about the weather and football and the relativity of time. So we've proven we can manage all the hot topics. We are your podcast hosts, known as Jim, Mark, and Mitch, because all the admirable brand names have already been claimed. And they would include Zippy the Pinhead, Dream Academy, and now Inizio Engage. So speaking of Inizio Engage, here's our friend Dave Can. Dave, get on in here into the gondola. Thanks for having me, everybody. And uh, pleasure to be on the podcast today. Great. So you are the Senior Director of Business Development at Inizio Engage. I'm not going to propose that Dave Inizio would have made a more plausible name for a person and Can Engage would be a more suitable corporate name. I won't tell you how to brand your business, Dave. But will you tell our listeners a little bit more about your organization and its current vision? I'd love to. I think before I jump into who we are and what we do and who we serve, I think it's important to recognize the environment we all find ourselves in. It's a time where there's breakthroughs in science, 
There's new technologies, there's economic uncertainty, global events, regulatory changes. It's really tough for our clients to keep up and that pace of change can be quite daunting and it's only increasing. But for those that can embrace that change and adapt with speed, I think it brings unparalleled opportunity. So that's why at Anisio Engage, we're bringing together a very talented group, a very passionate group with global reach, but local expertise. And what do we do? Everything from insight generation to medical affairs capabilities, experience design to patient solutions, sales, HCP promotion. We really truly partner with our clients to challenge conventional thinking and empower patients to make better health decisions, enhance treatment outcomes. I think ultimately it's our unique mix of talented people supported by market-leading technologies. We're creating these fit-for-purpose solutions for our clients, but more importantly, for the patients they serve. That's who we are. And our vision, It's again, it's really just to put it simply, and, and this is at the banner level, is to reimagine healthcare and to affect lasting change. That's who we are, and that's what we're, we're setting out to do. Dave, it's Mark. So Inizio Engage used to be known as Ashfield. That's the way I'm still thinking about it. So what's different? Why the change? Yeah, great question. I'm happy to share more. So about two years ago, a little over two years ago, Ashfield was publicly listed and owned by UDG Healthcare, traded on the London Stock Exchange, made the decision to sell. And we were acquired by a global private equity firm out of New York called Clayton Dubillier and Rice, CDNR. They have substantial healthcare holdings, and they also acquired another large medical communications group globally in Huntsworth. A lot of synergy between Ashfield and Huntsworth and focused in advisory and Marcoms on the Huntsworth side. And, you know, obviously with those two organizations existing or coexisting, it only made sense to unify these organizations and bring them together under one name. And even within Asheville, there have been a lot of strategic acquisitions over the last few years existing as their common name or their trading name. And so to really tie that brand story together, it made sense to look at a new name for the organization. So in line with our vision to reimagine health, Inizio, I said that maybe before we got started here, it's Italian, but it, it translates to a new beginning. And I think it's a really good reflection of what we're trying to do in healthcare. And it's time for a new start. It's time to look at things through fresh eyes, through innovation, and be a little bit more ingenious and creative in our approach to how we market really great healthcare products to the patients we serve. Okay. So I heard what you were saying earlier about the industry context, and I'd sort of like to bring that down into something a little bit more tangible. So could you give us a couple of examples of the challenges that your clients in healthcare are facing and how Inizio Engage helps address those challenges? Love to. Certainly not exhaustive, but I think, you know, one of the key challenges that many of our clients are tackling or at least trying to, to sort through is big data, right? How do we use data to better inform ourselves, better inform businesses, and create those insights around the customers that we're ultimately trying to support? So the data, it's the, the strategy is what can we do as an outsourced service provider, support our clients with incremental data, look at their own data, clean up their data, and really help them create these, as I said earlier, fit-for-purpose solutions that are going to help them meet their customers where and, and when they want to engage with them as the manufacturer. Another key challenge is, you know, it's not to say it's new, but it's one that we continue to grapple with year over year is doing more with less. You know, budgets are challenged and it, get, it feels like the, <laughs> the purse strings get tighter and tighter. So 
it really puts this focus on our biopharma partners to really focus on their core functions within their business, really staying close to the strategy and enhancing that corporate agility without compromise on quality. So as a service provider that can support right across the spectrum from patient solutions to commercial execution, if we can take that off their plate and be strategic in our approach and create a lot of value, but take off some of those more tactical pieces that may bog them down, I think that's going to be something that allows them to do more of less. And then the last thing that I would say, and again, it's not exhaustive, but it's, it's just that need for innovation. I think leveraging data and that need to do more with less, clients really are, are challenged. I say clients, but I mean our, our biopharma partners, they're really challenged to do more and think creatively, think innovatively. We're bringing in technologies that allow them to do that. And really it's helping them meet the needs of their customers and the patients they serve. And I honestly believe that through our consultative approach with our clients, we're helping them address these challenges and take on the healthcare environment of tomorrow. Wow, it's, it's Jim here. That sounds pretty amazing. You've described a truly global team. And from what I understand, you have over 7,000 staff and you're in 20 countries. Now, Canada is often a leader in industry you know, globally from some of the things that we do here. So how does Inizio engage, ensure that the local knowledge and the local environment is effectively integrated into your local solutions? Yeah, that's a great question, Jim. I'll step back before I step forward. So, you know, Inizio Engage, before that, Ashfield, as you guys know, is an organization that was built on a long, long history of acquisition of entrepreneurial-led companies. And that entrepreneurial spirit lives true to today. So what has been the mandate from Anisio down through the various pillars and certainly through Anisio Engage? It's really been to keep those leaders from those acquisitions and those other entrepreneurial-led companies on with the business to help support and keep that local knowledge, to drive that local expertise into the solutions that we ultimately are able to do in the various markets. I'll give you an example. So in Canada, Anisio Engage, our leadership group, we're led by Joel Erickson. He's our GM. Joel has over 25 years experience in pharma. His days go back to when he first cut his teeth. He was in medical communications, and then he joined the family business under Daryl Erickson under at the medical communications group. This is almost 30 years ago. So he's leading our organization. Our VP is Remy Menes. He's got 30 years experience in industry. He's led biopharma companies internationally. He's been on both the, the manufacturer side, the supply side as well. Our head of commercial is Natalie Jukajan. She has almost 20 years experience in Canadian pharma. She's worked on the manufacturer side for companies like Novartis, uh, wearing various commercial hats from sales to marketing to operational excellence to training. Jim, you might recall she's worked uh, closely with you in developing that virtual engagement training that we're proud to say is housed on your platform. Annie Jeanca, she's our head of patient solutions. She's got over 20 years experience in Canada. She's a registered nurse by trade and an entrepreneur in her own right. She ran a business called Medexis on the patient solution side of our business, agreed to sell that to Ashfield at the time, now Anisio, and has been retained to stay on and grow our patient solutions business here in Canada. Our head of IT, he's our global VP of IT and apps development, George Hogea. He's been with the business back to MCG Day, so over 30 years. There's numerous other members of the leadership group that I can go on and on about, but it's really that focus to what you said is how do you ensure that local expertise 
is driving the solutions and the partnerships with our biopharm partners in Canada. And I think we demonstrate that fully. Yep, absolutely. I know Remy uh, well, too. He worked with me at Merck. So he's got lots of international experience, too. Now, I was looking at the upcoming National Pharmaceutical Congress agenda. And, you know, I'm looking at your participation there. And being in the business that I'm in, uh, something jumped out at me. Uh, you're going to be leading uh, a discussion panel, and maybe you can tell us more about it. It's all about, you know, who is responsible for managing your career. Sounds like a pretty interesting one for sure. Yeah, I don't want to give it all away, but I think it's going to be a great session. We're happy to kick things off this year, early bird special, as it were. But it's going to be interesting, to say the least. We've got a great panel. We've got Kevin Lachuk. He's the president and CEO of Forest Therapeutics. We have Colleen Coxon. GM of Analam Pharmaceuticals. And to round things off, we have Janine Pajot, who's the uh, current VP of HR at Bayer. And it should be really, really cool. I think what will be interesting for those in attendance is that they'll get to share their unique experiences in pharma, how they've been able to navigate from where they started to where they are now, from big pharma to startups and everything in between. And I think it'll be really cool to hear their perspective on how others should view their careers and ways to navigate them. You're listening to Dave Can of Inizio Engage here on the NPC podcast, although I really do want to use the Italian pronunciation, Inizio, Inizio. <laughs> and the hand gesture at the same time. Exactly so. So, uh, Mr. Can, you said you didn't want to give anything away, but perhaps you can uh, bend the rule a bit and share one insight or one bit of advice that you're going to be sharing regarding career management in the pharma sector. Yeah, I mean, I, this is something that I start to get quite passionate about being part of the leadership group at Inizio Canada, but we will leave it for Kevin, Colleen, and Janine. But, you know, if I think about the topic about managing your career in, in pharma and who's responsible, it is truly multifaceted. You know, I think you can look at it through many different lenses, but the, the few that come to mind are, is there a corporate responsibility of the employees that they have to invest in their talent and to afford, you know, their people opportunities to grow within their roles and within the organization and truly to identify that leadership group of tomorrow. Yes, that's one way to look at it. I think if we dig down deeper, I think most of us will lean into the direction that it's ultimately the employee's responsibility or our, our own responsibility to take our careers into our own hands. So it's really something that, you know, I take to heart. I think one way I've looked at it is when you go to bed at night, who has your best interests at heart more than you do? And I think you can answer that question pretty concretely. So I think that's another way to look at it. But, you know, when I look at the two together, it should be somewhat of a symbiotic and a mutually beneficial relationship where the organizations that we work with, our personal and, and professional goals should be aligned to those of the organization. If they're not, and guess what? I think we're all staring down the barrel of, I probably need to make a change. And, and that sort of leads into the theme of managing your own career. So there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but I think there is some responsibilities between corporate and individual in this whole subject. Yeah. So a little bit more on the career management, and I guess it's how it is relating in an industry that's really rapidly changing. Is career management becoming more critical given that the industry is, you know, really uh, changing at a really rapid pace? Yeah, I think 
career management is, is always something that's going to be there. It's funny, I think any organization that has employees that are working for them and you know, we look at our workforce and it's quite diverse in the sense of not just cultural backgrounds, but just age ranges and different life experiences that we bring, Gen X to Gen Z to millennials and everything in between. In today's day and age, the average career with a particular organization for males is just over four years. And for women, it's just under four years. So I think we're always faced with change for those that are overseeing and supporting and helping to run these organizations, there's likely going to be change underneath and hopefully bringing change up into the senior leadership layer. But for those that are working for these organizations, I think we certainly need to be looking at how do I potentially adapt and evolve and either evolve within my role within this organization, or am I looking somewhere else to placate personal development, growth objectives that I have both in role or personally or professionally? We're always faced with change. And I think it's that, you know, unrelenting need to embrace it. You really need to embrace change because it's one of the, the three certain things in life. It's death, taxes, and change. And we need to embrace it, right? Well, certainly you've elucidated a lot of things that are happening with respect to the industry and things in general. But maybe I could wrestle around to something personal on this one. You know, in the context of your own career, what are some of the lessons or experience that have shaped your approach to management? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. just to echo, you know, some of the points already shared, I truly live by the, the mindset that it's not shameless or selfish to put the needs of your own family first. I think ultimately that's where your responsibility should lie, but it doesn't need to come at the sacrifice of the organization that you're working with, right? So, you know, be focused on what's important to you and what's going to get, you know, where you need to be personally and professionally. But you know, that tangent to the business that you're working with. And, and I think you'll find those mutually beneficial relationships. You cannot be afraid to take calculated risks with your career. I think where we've seen the most change, good change in our own lives and maybe professionally is where we put ourselves just outside of that comfort zone. That's where real change starts to happen. And I think you really need to bake into your career some calculated risks to propel you to the next layer so much that you want that. If you don't want that, that's another story. But if you're looking for growth opportunity and to really propel yourself to the next sort of layer, you need to take some calculated risks. I'd share that you got to create a good circle of influencers around you. So mentors, family, friends, those that are going to challenge you and really push you personally and professionally, you really need to reevaluate your circle from time to time. Because if you're I've heard this said to me, and I, I try to hold it true, is if you're the smartest guy in the room at any point in time, you probably need to leave the room, right? So that rarely happens with me. <laughs> so speaking of the NPC, I'm looking forward to being in that room on the 22nd because there's a lot of really, really smart people. So that's another way to sort of surround yourself with really bright people. And lastly, I, what I try to do in terms of career management and maybe guiding my career is just live a life of integrity. If you say you're going to do something, do it. You know, the late Gord Downey in one of his songs, Wheat Kings, he says, no one's interested in something you didn't do, right? So we need to be action takers and it all starts with us. Well, I feel like there's a need for a game at this point. Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a cue for um, as we wind down our podcast, we're inviting you, Dave, to play our word association game. So just go ahead and say the first thing that comes to mind and respond to each of the following phrases or words. So are you ready? I'm as ready as I can be. 
Okay, here we go. Healthcare marketing. Innovation. Engagement. Dynamic. Analytics. Ever important. Client partnerships. They need to be just that, partnerships. Career management. Self-ownership. And global team. I'll play on something we said earlier. Local experts. Well, the tote board says uh, an amazing amount of points for this. Uh, you didn't know, but you were actually being evaluated on this whole thing. But uh, a Googleplex of points to you, and especially for a few uh, philosophical answers there. Very nice, sir. And uh, as we, you know, get to some of our, uh, to the ending of this uh, whole show, it's time to put on your soothsayer's hat. So here's, you know, a bit of a time warp and uh, enter our prognostication corner. Uh, spell with a K, you know, because it just sounds so much better. We're going to ask you, what bold predictions are you willing to make about the life sciences industry during the next 12 to 24 months? I don't know if I'd go out on a limb and say it's bold. I think it's more just looking at what's what we've seen play out, you know, in the last five, 10 years. And I, I see more of the same. I think there's going to be more organizations that are streamlining their businesses, divestitures, some M&A activity. And I think it's all with that goal of obviously appeasing shareholders, but aligning to really, really laser focused businesses that have very niche offerings that they're supporting. And therefore, it's going to really put that strain on uh, strategic agility and really creating that need for stronger strategic partnerships. And hopefully, outsource providers are a part of that picture like Anizio. That's my bold prediction is more M&A, more streamlining, more lean and mean organizations, and maybe that getting away from the fat days of pharma to something that's a little bit more healthy using air quotations. Well, Dave, we'll, we'll plan on getting caught up with you further in, in person during the live NPC at the Mississauga Convention Center, November 22nd. And as we've discussed, you'll be moderating a session called Who is Responsible for Managing Your Career? Featuring Colleen Coxon of Alnalan Pharmaceuticals, Kevin Lashuk from Forest Therapeutics, and Janine Pajot of Bayer. Look forward to seeing you there, Dave. I look forward to seeing you all there as well. And uh, thanks for having me on today's podcast, guys. It was good fun. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. So the agenda and the registration link is at uh, www.pharmacongress.info. Meanwhile, to everyone out there in NPC podcast land, we thank you for listening. and We'll speak to you again next week. You may have questions or comments for Dave. And yes, you can can send them as an email to health at chronicle.org. What did you think about today's discussion? Please send us your comments. You might just become part of a future episode. We hope you enjoyed today's NPC podcast. If you did, please like it, rate it, recommend it, and make a point of sharing it with your network. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, or, for the technologically advanced, just ask your smart device to play the National Pharmaceutical Congress podcast on Audible, Spotify, Amazon Music or TuneIn Radio. The NPC podcast is presented in cooperation with Impress, Canada's next-generation commercial partner. Check them out at www.impress.com. And as for me, I'm your steadfast announcer, Leona Void, speaking. This podcast was produced by Jeremy Visser, with help from Sidney John Baptiste. Research for this program came from John the Wolf King Evans. 
The musical theme is performed without malice by the NPC Podcast Orchestra, under the direction of maestro Sergio Milbrook. We'll be back to speak with you again next week.